are now listening to a very special message from Joy Community Church. As Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what God had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no reunion with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Jesus. Amen? Amen. During Joseph's pursuit of the Holy Spirit and his fresh encounter with God, he was going about his normal day's routine. While Joseph was um, waiting for God to bring the silence of his people, to break it, he didn't hold his breath. I'm convinced that he was so desperate to hear from God regarding this crisis he was encountering that he needed the voice of God to break through the darkness and the silence. Even through his initial response, even though his initial response was one of shock and awe, and understandably so, most of us have never encountered anything approaching the glory and power that an angel of God would have. I want you to notice first that the angel himself addressed Joseph's fear. He was concerned about his fear, the condition of his heart, the way that he was thinking in the moment of what just was downloaded, and he wanted to address those fears in a personal way. And he wanted to make sure that he dealt with the fear of the unexpected and the unknown with reminder of how God actually perceived Joseph at that moment. You see, he called him Joseph, son of David. When God comes to speak to us, it's personal. When God comes to speak to us, it's a reminder and affirmation of our inheritance through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He actually calls him the son of David to remind him that he comes from a lineage of kings and that he is rightly chosen to be the father of this new incarnate child called Jesus, who would be Christ the Messiah. And so he wanted him to have confidence. He wanted to affirm that this was indeed the call upon his life. And like Joseph, it is only right that we should fear the Lord when we hear our voice. 
our name when he speaks. Excuse me. And God is all-powerful. He is our creator. God's message to you and me this Christmas is he is capable and longs to break the silence in your life caused by your fears of the unexpected and the fear of the unknown and the fear that you just might be chosen to do something that's way beyond your current capability or capacity. He's asking you this Christmas, will you surrender when I speak your name? Terry, daughter of the Lord. Danny, son of the Lord. Bob, he'll go an extra. Puzio, son of the Most High God. And he sweeps across Sandy, daughter of the Lord. Sheila, daughter of the Lord. I come to you to speak to you personally and to affirm that you are one chosen because you have the capacity to do the thing I'm about to ask you this Christmas season. Are you ready? Put up your hand if you're ready for that invitation. Let's pray. But No, keep them up. I want him to see them too. <laughs> Lord, we pray right now. This is a God moment. This is a God moment. Pastor Greta challenged us about surrender. Dana said the dove of the Spirit was in this place. The dove represents the peace and righteousness of God. There is a calling here today to each person who is in this place, though their hand be up or their hand be down. And you, Lord, are capable of using us despite what we currently think of the unknown or the unexpected. Come to us. Download to us through the word of God, through the spirit of God, through the encounter you long to have with us. Come with a fresh word that's going to awaken in us the joy of our salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Let the anointing of the spirit of the living God that is a dove, that represents the dove, come and bring peace in those chaotic places, confusing places, in those places of crisis. Come, Holy Spirit, and let the anointing destroy the yoke of bondage, that bondage of fear, giving us a confidence in our spirit that the living God is active and alive within us because his son dwells with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's thank the Lord. God breaks the silence with joyful anticipation. And last week we talked of two of the ways that God breaks the silence in our own personal lives. And we're talking about this Christmas season. This is not a word that I found in my filing cabinet. Just to let you know. This is a word that I sought the Lord for. And I asked him to drop in my spirit. What do you want me to speak about this Christmas season? And he said, I want joyful anticipation in the midst of my people. I said, that's a good word. And last week we talked about 
how we can joyfully anticipate a French pursuit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And then we talked about joyfully anticipating a fresh encounter with God and how it's so essential to understand that God has a determined will for each of our lives and that determined will will help us to make the right decisions in the time of crisis, in the time of chaos, and in the time of confusion, which often Christmas is for many people, for whatever reason. And today I want to talk to you about how we can joyfully anticipate a fresh revelation of the word of God. Oh, do we need a fresh prophetic word for each of our individual lives. Amen? We need God to speak into our hearts. This fresh revelation of God's word broke the silence and it states all this took place to fulfill. If you read in verse 22, to fulfill what? what the Lord had said through the prophet. That means it was prophesied through Isaiah. It would come. That promise would come true. And now it actually had come. It was a reality. It was completed. And now in the midst, this child would be born and the fulfillment of man's salvation would be granted because the promise was fulfilled. And God, when he speaks, as he did in Isaiah 7, He said, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, he takes on not just the Christ and Messiah, but he comes into our hearts as our personal Lord and Savior. He dwells within us. He abides with us. He's concerned every single day of our lives that not only is he capable of abiding with us, but he invites us to abide with him. This Christmas, he's challenging each one of us seated here to abide with him, that he might abide in and dwell in us in a greater way. He's saying, I want you to enjoy so much more of who my son is. I want hope. I want faith. I want love. I want peace for you. I want you to learn to be patient in the Holy Spirit and the things of the Son of God. And so he invites us to abide and to receive this fresh word that came to Joseph. Joseph had not heard the word of the Lord. God was not speaking until this point for 400 years. This encounter shook him to the very core of his being. God with us. T.T. Crabtree says this, Emmanuel is the eternal son of the eternal God. And he exists as one with the Father from all eternity. Let me tell you that Jesus Christ is not some kind of prophet only. Jesus Christ is not just the great healer. Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. That's Jesus Christ. 
Everybody should be clapping on that one. You're sitting there like you're watching the Bills lose a game today. Wake up, folks. I know you don't want them to lose. Their record's a little shaky. Joseph was about to learn something new. That after 400 years, God had trustworthy things to say regarding this crisis, this confusion, this crossroads that he was facing regarding Mary's pregnancy. The angel of God, first of all, the angel of God did not overstep his responsibilities or God's command. The angel of God spoke the word of God clearly, succinctly, and obediently. That's what happens when the word of God is spoken to you. It is succinct. It is clear. And it's coming with the condition that there is and will be an obedient response. Max Lucado shares this story in his book, Just Like Jesus. And there was this fellow who was sitting on the plane. And uh, he, he, he was sitting there, and he kept hearing these great outbursts of laughter. And he's wondering why there were these great outbursts of laughter, because they were actually in a turbulent storm. And the plane was shaking back and forth. And there was kind of, there was an, you could tell it was like a nervous situation of what was going to happen next. And this person that was seated in the back of him was roaring. And so it caused this fear, it evoked fear in the fellow sitting in front of him. So the fellow turned around to see, like, what are you laughing about? The plane might just be going down. And the fella had earphones on. And he was sitting there listening to a comedian. And so he was laughing, and he, didn't, he wasn't concerned about what was going on all around him. And, uh, and so, because this fellow sitting in front of him didn't have the earphones on, he wasn't listening to what that guy was listening to. You see, we don't always hear what God's speaking to other people. We think, because we're Christians, we know everything. We think because we watch people's lives, we understand their issue. Can I tell you? We don't. And just when we do, God tells us, you really don't get it. Just like the guy who had the earphones on was listening to something totally different than what the guy in front was listening to. Mary would respond now, I mean, Joseph would now respond to Mary's pregnancy with courage rather than doubt, with confidence rather than fear, and not be influenced by the opinions of others who thought that she was a provocative woman. That was a win. 
And when God comes to us in those moments of crisis and provides a fresh revelation of his word, there is a clarity that comes to us spiritually that opens up the way we view what's just occurred in our lives. And everybody, can I tell you, many people tell Pastor James their opinion about what he does, how he does it, when he's not doing it, what he should be doing it, the time he didn't do it, that he should have done it, that he forgot to do it. And I'm saying, thank God I listened to the Lord Jesus, or I would be in a psych unit at times. <laughs> Can I tell you the truth? We need to hear what God is speaking to us. It should be confirmed by the word. It should be confirmed by the spirit of the living God. And it should be passed on for others to pray and confirm as well that that is indeed the word of God you're receiving. But just because the rest of the town had a viewpoint of her pregnancy did not mean that was God's opinion of the situation. I, guys, if you would grab a hold of that truth, can I tell you, your Christmas will be less confusing. I was doing a Bible study um, this week in Proverbs 8. I read a proverb a day, and I meditate on it, and I pray it through, because I need more wisdom. Wisdom speaks the word of God. Wisdom, in the book of Proverbs, is a revelation of God's fresh word to you on a daily basis. And when you look at Proverbs 8, it reveals that the revelation of God's word is always right, it's always true, it's always just, it's always wise, and it's always discerning. You'll read that in Proverbs 8, 6, 6 to 8. It also requires a deliberate listening when God releases fresh revelation from his word. His desire is that we will discern, gain knowledge, understanding, wisdom, discretion, counsel, and judgment when we are at a crossroad and we need his immediate intervention. We see that in Proverbs 8 verses 9 to 14. When I uh, look at that scripture, I see the, uh, the helpful hint about where Joseph is at in his journey. Proverbs 8, verses 1 to 2 says, Does not wisdom call out? Does not understand and raise her voice? On the heights along the way where the paths meet. He's at a crossroads. He needs the wisdom of God, the discernment of God. She takes her stand. Beside the gates leading into the city, at the entrances, she cries aloud. To you, O man, I call out. I raise my voice to mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. And he said them. The angel of the Lord came with the wisdom of God, spoke and, pro and pronounced that that prophetic word was now a reality and was actually about to happen, 
And he needed to be wise so that he could lead that child and marry. Those who desire a fresh revelation of God's word are those who I want to share with you a few points from Proverbs 8. First of all, those who fear the Lord. When you fear the Lord, I can count, you can count on it. You're going to hear from God. Can I tell you? Are those who are at a crossroad in their relationship with God. They have to make a major decision. They're trying to discern, is this God's will? Did this really happen? Is God in this? Is he not in this? Do I move forward in this? That's when you're at a crossroads, God wants to bring you a fresh revelation of his word. And then those who cultivate righteous character. If you read in Matthew chapter 1, it says he is a righteous man. God is saying those who hear my voice have Godly character, they're righteous, they're just in heart. And they're also, they're, they're attentive, they're teachable, they're obedient. Also, they exercise faith and trust in the spoken word. Once that word was spoken, he was in this crisis, he was in this time of confusion. He was going to quietly divorce her, not to expose her publicly. He was in this moment of decision. And at that time, the revelation of God's word came. As he heard it, there was this immediate surrender to the revealed word of God. And he's saying to you, what is your immediate response to the revealed word of God in your life? He's asking us that this morning. I want you to exercise faith. I want you to trust my spoken word. And then those who allow God to fill, I love this, to fill their treasuries. It uses that word in all the translations. In their treasuries. He's saying, what, well, what is their treasures? We think it's our bank account. Not back in these days. Their treasuries was the condition of their heart and their willingness to receive the prosperity of the spirit of the living God, the word of the living God, the direction of the living God, and a deposit of God's spirit into the treasury, what? Of your hearts. And so he's looking at us this morning and he's saying, I invite you to open up the treasury of your heart this Christmas season. I love that. That's just so warm. It's like a fireplace in me the treasury of my heart. Just open the treasury of your heart and let me pour in the wisdom of my word. I want to grant you a fresh revelation of the word of God. Do you actually take the time to sit in God's word? Do you actually like to read God's word? Do you like to sit and meditate on God's word? Do you love to pray God's word? Do you like when you're uh, in your time with the Lord, do you ask him to open up the word and bring fresh revelation? Some of us have walked with the Lord. Today's my spiritual birthday, and I'm 39 years old in Jesus, and I'm still on fire for God. 
I'm on fire for Jesus. And I'm not on fire because I'm a pastor. I'm on fire because I'm saved. Hallelujah. What do you do in the quiet time? Do you ask for a fresh revelation? Can I tell you God gives me fresh revelations? He has for 39 years. My journals are filled with them. Some of the stuff in my journals are nonsense. But then if you turn to the golden pages, there's something of God's revelation. And those thoughts have fed my soul. Those thoughts have changed my thinking. Those thoughts have been the things that have girded me up when everybody else's opinion about what I was or what I should do didn't align with the word of the Lord. Can I tell you that this morning? Let the revelation of God come to your heart this Christmas season and let it awaken something in your spirit for more of God. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled with God with us. He will break through the silence. Woo! As I say, Uchiwawa. Uchiwawa. Has that ever felt to you like it has to me? That God's silence indicates that I've done something wrong? What if you've not done something wrong? And he's silent. Because he's asking you, what? What we talked about last week. Pursue my Holy Spirit. Ask for a fresh encounter with your God. And pray for a fresh revelation from my You've done nothing wrong. You just need to hear the voice of God afresh. Amen? Praise his name. Moving along. I'm too excited, guys. Do you know like those jumping beans? When you're a kid, you got those, a pack of jumping, and they beat. That's how I feel right now all inside. <laughs> just like a jumping bean. This is so life-giving, folks. This can help us this Christmas. We're not just talking about another message. We're going to check it off. Oh, isn't God good this Sunday? He's good every Sunday, whether I preach or not, right? This is the living, active word of God. Encouraging us, strengthening us. Well, another way that God chooses to break through the silence in our lives is when we joyfully anticipate Listen, a fresh clarification of God's divine plan. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, sometimes I just feel like I'm waking up. You know what I mean? It's like I've been spiritually asleep. Oh, I've been walking, but I've been walking like a spiritual zombie sometimes. But it says, when Joseph woke up, he, what? He did. He did what the angel of the Lord 
commanded him. You see, just when God speaks a fresh word, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be hunky-dory. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything's going to fall in line and we're going to live a happy, happy, happy life. That Mayberry is all of a sudden going to come alive. And we can leave it all to Beaver. No. It says here that he had to do what the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary home with confidence rather than fear as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth. He honored the word of the Lord, remained pure, righteous, and holy until the fulfillment of that word that God with us was to be born, and his name would be called Jesus. And what did it say? It said here, and he gave him the name Jesus. Because of the impression this fresh pursuit of the Holy Spirit and the encounter of God left on Joseph, and this fresh revelation of God's word, he did exactly what the angel of the Lord asked him to do, And during his dream, the angel of the Lord provided this fresh clarification and revealed that this is indeed this word, this prophetic word that is now fulfilled is God's divine plan for your life. And Joseph, he accepted the fact that Isaiah's prophecy concerning the virgin birth was truly an explanation for her pregnancy. They may have read that in the scriptures. They did not know how and who that was going to be. Joseph had read those things, but to think that the wife, that he, the woman he was about to marry, she was the one chosen, that was beyond overwhelming. Beyond. And we think that when the fresh revelation comes, and then we receive clarification about divine plan that we've got this in the bag. (laughs) Can I tell you, it's just beginning. It's just beginning. When God told me, when I got saved, I was saved at 24 years old. Before I ever got saved, let me tell you this, I had a prophetic word from Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn told me that I would end up being an entertainer, and then at the end of the road, I'd hit a brick wall, and my career would end. And I would come to the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I would serve him full time. He didn't define what that was, by the way. I got saved. Business was business. I had a great discipler. My pastor, Jim Craig, he put me through boot camp, gave me a few good kicks in the butt. I mean, many good kicks in the butt. Many, many good kicks. And got me on my way. Six months after I was saved, I was in full-time ministry. And everybody was like, he's kind of young in the Lord. Doesn't the word say this? Doesn't the word say that? 
And the word of the Lord came to my heart and said, do this. Do this now. I did it in obedience. I was terrified. If you asked me back then if I would be a pastor standing here today, I would say, no. But you see, when God comes with clarity and releases the divine plan, he gives you the necessary things to fulfill that plan, that word, that will for God in your life. Amen? Not just me, because I wasn't always saved. Not just me, because I wasn't always a pastor. So it's nothing about that. It's about God in the moment. Amen? God has a way of making known his mind in doubtful situations. By hints of providence, by penetrating your conscience, and providing wise counsel in the midst of your turmoil. There was an accomplishment of God's divine promise and plan. It said, until she gave birth to a son. That was the divine plan. She gave birth to a son, the fulfillment and clarification of a divine plan in motion. And he named him Jesus. He was able to move with confidence in God's divine plan because there was a clear understanding in his own heart of the purpose of this child's conception. He received the announcement with joy and was relieved that Mary was still the woman, the honorable, godly woman he had always known her to be. Amen? A beautiful thing. Rick Warren states this, you cannot fulfill God's purposes for your life while focusing on your own. Whoa. If it was all about Job, Mary would have been excluded. But because it was God and his revealed word and his clarification of his divine plan, the silence was broken. And into the world came Salvation through the Son of God. Wow. Glorious. Glorious, glorious, glorious. God desires to clarify his divine plan and is hoping that you will respond with a heart of implicit faith, obedience, and surrender. What current need do you require God to listen to? What is your place of confusion? Where is your concern? And what area in your life are you, what area in your life are you at a crossroad? He's saying to you, I have a fresh revelation from my word. I have a fresh clarification of my divine plan and purpose for you today. Let's pray. Lord, we just worship you and we honor you this morning for this time in your word. We thank you, Lord, that you break the silence with joyful anticipation. Boy, are, are we ready for the pursuit of the Holy Spirit? Do we welcome a fresh encounter with you? Do we definitely need this Christmas 
a fresh revelation from your word. And Father, we're asking that in this crossroad, in these confusing times, in these places of concern, Father, that you would clarify your divine plan and purpose for our lives, for our families, for our extended families. We need you to come and visit as you did Joseph. Visit us with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to open up our altar and have some prayer time. We haven't had prayer time in a few weeks, so we welcome you to come forward. I am desperate to pray for people, so I just want to touch you and love you and bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at joycc.info.